following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's going on, Michigan? Welcome to the Huge Show. I am Anthony Clark Jr., filling in for Huge today. With me is my good friend Eli Beagle. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We've talked a lot already today about the Detroit Pistons and the NBA overall. Eli said that the Pistons will finish with at least 40, at least 40 wins. I myself made the claim of 35. Our hopes is that those win tallies, either or, would get them into the play-in tournament at minimum, whether or not that be fighting for the seventh or eighth seed. But let's uh, let's get a little bit more into just the overall landscape of the NBA. But first, later this hour, we'll get into the professional co- college prospects for next season with a focus on Michigan and Michigan State and an overall talent comparison between those two programs, as well as giving some thoughts on some of the best high school basketball players in Michigan and even uh, a quick surface of just the overall top prospects in the nation for the 2024 recruiting recruiting class. But before we get into those conversations, we'll wrap up the focus on NBA coverage with who we think will be the conference champion in the East and West for the 2024 playoffs and who we think will be the next champion, as well as getting it a little bit into the summer league. Not too much on that, but still that's happening this week. So why not cover it? But let's get into the forecast. Like we just mentioned, East and West, I, I think we'll start with West. Why not? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. West overall, we we know that was the that is the reigning champion. That being the Denver Nuggets, them coming out of the West. Do you think that they could potentially repeat as NBA champions this upcoming season after losing out on Bruce Brown? A lot of people are really harping on Jeff Green. Don't get me wrong. He was a catalyst for them when it came to certain situations. However, I think they have other solid pieces that aren't necessarily going to be breaking their backs and losing out on Jeff Green. So again, do you think the Denver Nuggets have enough pieces to repeat as NBA champions. Yeah, of course. There's no reason that they they won't. I mean, Jokic is the best player in the league. Mm -hmm. He's the best player we've seen in probably 10 years other than LeBron. Mm -hmm. He's dominant. He's dominant on offense, on defense. Uh, There's no reason to think that the Nuggets won't repeat as champions or at least make a good run at it. Right. I agree. I I think that they have more than enough potential. Again, you know, they lose out on Bruce Brown, who was a huge player for them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was one of their starting guys. So that's a a piece you don't necessarily want to lose out on. But I think they kind of anticipated that. More often Mm -hmm. than not, when you have kind of that glue guy out there, sometimes when he has big moments and actually gets you a title or gets you, you know, a lot of success, a lot of recognition more often than not, he kind of gets that mentality of, okay, well maybe another team will actually pay me, you know, a lot of money. So let me see what my options are. But I think I can really appreciate the guys who would rather value the team success as opposed to, 
you know, the finances, but I get it. It's generational wealth. It's generational. It it is generational wealth. I agree. But like, you know, he's saying after the game, like, I'm coming back. I'm going to be here next season. (laughs) Like you you got all the emotions in you. And then when someone flashes that 40 million at you, you're like, change up just a little bit. Kind of a, I don't want to say sellout, but it's like, uh, you made some promises. Go get your money. Yeah. You won won the ring. Go get your money. He deserves it. Uh That's why I don't want to call it a sellout move because he absolutely deserves what Indiana just paid him. I shouldn't say absolutely, because he kind of got a big bag. Like, I mean, what yeah, he got was, overpaid for sure. He's making over forty million, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, he's he's making forty five million in the next two seasons. Twenty two and a half mil. Good for him. Again, <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at Good that. For Good him. for him. We'll just, we'll, all respect to Bruce Brown Jr., a phenomenal player, but kind of crazy. Phoenix. We touched on them in the first hour of today's show. They made the huge acquirement of getting Bradley Beal. They, they ship out a, a much older and a more injury-prone CP3. Don't get me wrong, Bradley Beal has had his fair share of injuries in recent seasons, a bigger one being the wrist surgery that he just had more recently. But he's, he's locked and ready to go. There's a lot of excitement out in the Valley right now. Do you think Phoenix, their focus on offense more than their defense is actually going to work in a, in a Western Conference? Yeah, I think that's where they struggle. Um, I mean, obviously you have prolific scorers with with Booker and KD. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, KD is still in his prime. No matter what people say, like this dude will give you 40 a game <laughs> if you let him. And I think the addition of Beal will be great for this team. It's going to be so much fun to watch him play. I mean, these games are going to... They're, they're going to score 130 a game probably because they are going to be that good. That's going to be If they can crazy. keep that team healthy, that's yep. going to be a fun season to watch in the Suns. I think that's the biggest thing, yes. We talked a little bit about how they dealt with some injuries and even some turmoil in between the, the players and the coaching staff, that being DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams. But with Williams finally being out, they get Frank Vogel, uh, a, a champion, three seasons ago. He coached one of the greatest players to ever touch a, a basketball court, that being LeBron James, of course, and even Anthony Davis. He brings a lot of knowledge. And again, Kevin Durant, he has a lot of postseason experience, uh, a champion. I mean, I don't really appreciate his rings as much because that's, that's one of my favorite basketball players ever, but I still do not <laughs> forgive him for going to the Golden State Warriors, but we're talking about today's time. Ruined your 4th of July. Absolutely, it did. They announced it. Bro, come on, bro. On July 4th, like, let me enjoy my <laughs> holiday, please, before you go and break my heart. I, 2016, I'll never forget the day, never forget where I was. I, I, I can tell you the same exact spot I was at in Grand Haven. Get back on track. Does Phoenix, do you think they actually will have enough, even with this offensive firepower, to, to get past a team in the West that focuses a little bit more on defense with, obviously, those offensive weapons on their teams? Yeah, I think, think, I think the main thing that they struggled with last year was depth, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to struggle with it again this year. You know, it's a long season. Mm-hmm. It, it lasts a long time. If you have an injury to a major player, you don't have a lot of great star power coming off on that bench. So I think the, the key for them being successful is staying healthy. Absolutely. I agree with that very much. The Spurs, we already know who they got. Probably one of the craziest draft prospects to have come to this league in decades. Mm -hmm. Victor Webinyama. This guy is more than likely going to turn this organization around. He's going to be coached and mentored by some of the greatest players and coach to ever be in this league. Greg Popovich has always been my favorite coach. Tim Duncan, David Robinson, even Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. 
what better mentors could you possibly have as an 18 year old kid being coached by someone like that? I mean, truly and honestly, how do you feel about this uh, San Antonio Spurs this season? I, I called it that he was going to end up there. You know, they have the French connection. <laughs> you did. And and I'm excited to see him, you know, really develop. He's a young kid and he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. And, and the last person to have weight like that was LeBron. And he really stepped up and lived up to the legacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. He's Victor, a great player. Yeah, Victor has the world on his shoulders, yes. and, and he he can do whatever he wants. Yes. I mean, if he can stay healthy, I really hope the Spurs put a lot of time and effort into making sure that he's physically ready for this long season. Mm-hmm. And, and it'll be great to watch, do you watch think, his development. Do you think that they can return back to the playoffs this year? It's It's been since uh, the... 1819 uh, season that they actually had a playoff berth. Now they had a play-in berth. The not this current, this most recent season, but the previous two seasons, they made a play-in berth. But uh, that was a 10 seed, and you know they get they get bounced out after that first game. They were one and done. Do you think that they could actually make it to the playoffs yeah. this year? They, they've struggled since they lost Kawhi, mm-hmm. but um, I think that Pop knows how to put a team together. Yes. You know, and he knows how to get a roster to work together and work to everyone's strengths. Mm-hmm. So I do see them making a playoff berth in the West, mm-hmm. you know, probably mm-hmm. at like a six or a seven seed being a really consistent, solid team. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you, you talk about their roster. They have they have pieces. They have uh Jeremy Sokan, I believe mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce his last name. Keldon Johnson, a great player. I like him. Trey Jones at the one spot, even you know, Zach Collins and Devin Vessel. They have players. Yeah, you know, I I think I know there's some speculation that Damian Lillard might end up going to San Antonio, but I mean, realistically, I don't know. I, I just don't see that. I don't Even, see him spending yeah, the money. No, I just, uh, they'd rather focus their attention on building the future around Victor Webanyama as opposed to trying to strike on a, a, an immediate ring just because you get one of the craziest prospects in the world. Los Angeles, both of those teams. How do you feel about the Lakers and the Clippers? Clippers might actually acquire James Harden. We talked about that already. They might match up James with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, even, you know, the Brody, Russell Westbrook. He signed a very minimum contract, which I think is why uh, they will likely acquire James because, you know, Russell, he decided I'd rather win for this team as opposed to getting, you know, a, a crazy contract again. Out of both of those teams, which ones do you think? The Lakers or the Clippers? Who has more success? Obviously, the Lakers have more potential for success. The Clippers are the same old Clippers no matter who they sign. <laughs> they're going to struggle to balance all those personalities yep. over there. Yep. And I think LeBron has you know two good seasons left in him. Mm-hmm. And they made a lot of good acquisitions in free agency. Absolutely. So I think that they're going to be primed to be a top seed in the West. Retain Rui. Give him, you know, they pay him. Austin Reeves got paid that, you know, they, they pick up game Vince, Gabe Vincent from the Miami heat. He was a catalyst for them as far as scoring and Lakers need scoring. Absolutely. And they're, they're still making other solid retentions, making some great trades, things like that. So I agree. I think the Lakers will have a lot more success on the Eastern side of things. You think Boston is finally going to get past that home after acquiring Christoph or trading for Christoph's Porzingis. They give away, I think their best backcourt defender and point guard, do you think they should have traded for another power forward? I know Al Horford's kind of on the, you know, he, he's on, he's teetering a little bit. I mean, he's only getting older. He's he's given production, but they trade for Porzingis, give away their best point guard. They still have some options in the backcourt, but do they finally get past that hump of being a title contender again? Yeah, obviously they're going to make a return. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they have great players, but losing Marcus Smart, I feel like he was the leader of that team and he was kind of the heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And Porzingis doesn't give me the vibes of, of Marcus Smart's leadership. No. I mean, obviously, he's a great player. He's very talented. He's still young. But they're not trying to develop. They're trying to win now. And, exactly. And I think that they're going to struggle. I think if Jason Tatum doesn't have one of the greatest seasons ever, I don't think the Celtics team really has what it 
takes to win in the East. It's very disappointing to see this team. I know a lot of people don't like Boston, just the city of Boston overall, but as far as this team, it is very disappointing because they do have a lot of opportunity and a lot of potential, man. Like They have two of the greater superstars in this league. I, I will call Jason Tatum and uh, and Jalen Brown superstars. Yeah. Argue if you know if you don't believe in that, that's fine. But these guys have more than enough potential, and they have already proven it. Unfortunately, they disappear when it matters most. But we've seen other superstars do the same thing, so it's not like they're in the minority when it comes to that. They still have Malcolm Brogdon at you know he he obviously will be their number one option, a phenomenal point guard. Uh, dealing with the injury last season that he lost quite a bit of time, and which might have been one of the bigger reasons as to why they fell to Miami the way they did. They were almost there, almost came, completed the the comeback of winning Game Seven. Just unfortunately didn't do it. They still have Derek White. They they retained a lot of their you know veteran guys and bigger guys. It's just the backcourt that's the worry right there. You know yep. you have Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon as your one and two options. I mean I guess you could put JB you know at at the two spot if you really wanted to. I mean realistically now that I say that you really could Malcolm. Brogdon, Jalen Brown, you have uh, Jason Tatum and Chris Stops, and then either Robert Williams, Grant Williams, or even uh, um, Al Horford at the center spot. That's a solid starting spot. They have a great roster. Absolutely. But if you want to talk about a walking glass house, it's definitely Porzingis. He's a phenomenal player, but the reason why he has not panned out in this league is because his injuries are, it's it's way too common. I see him on the injury list more than I ever see him actually, you know, giving production. So it's Mm -hmm. just unfortunate. A healthy Bucks roster, do you think that they can return back to the finals and potentially win their second title in just three seasons? If they're healthy, they're the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, for them to re-sign Lopez and Middleton, it means that they're committed to trying to win these next three years. I mean, Giannis is in his prime, mm-hmm. and, and they have grilled, built a great team, a great depth, depth in their bench. Yes. So I think it'll be important for them to stay healthy. And, and if Giannis can play like he has the past couple of seasons, I mean, we're going to see a, a really good battle in the East. Oh, I think yeah. I think that they're going to be the best team coming out of it. I agree, and I I said the same thing at the start of this most recent season. Unfortunately, Giannis gets injured in round one. They end up losing to the Miami Heat, a very disappointing end to their season. Which and they had a, a phenomenal regular season. They were top of the league throughout the entirety. Giannis was dealing with a couple knee injuries. Even Brooke Lopez missed some time there. Chris Middleton being the biggest absence that they saw. He missed basically the first quarter of the of the season and then even then missed some more time midway through. But I agree. The fact that they re-signed both of these guys, retained them, bought, you know, paid them very well. They are obviously buying into hoping that they can keep Giannis happy and actually make another run at another title. But we shall see. The final Eastern team, Philadelphia, the mm-hmm. 76ers, probably one of the most, I don't want to say disappointing, but honestly disappointing teams with the largest amount of potential in the East. They just cannot get out of the second round. It's 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 disappointing. With them hiring Nick Nurse, they say Tyrese Maxey is untouchable, but they're not giving, giving him an extension, which I think is very odd. They are, Tobias Harris is nearing his final year in his contract, and they're trying to keep James Harden, but he doesn't want to be there. Do the 76ers have any possible chance of making it to the Eastern Conference Finals at minimum this year? I mean, I, I got I to feel bad for Philly fans. <laughs> I mean, you lose the World Series, you lose the Super Bowl, and then this happens. It all blows up after you have an MVP season out of Embiid. And, and I think that they just need to, to give it one more shot. Yes. I think this is the year, and if they don't, I think they got to blow it all up and start from the ground up. I think it, so, too. They've been struggling for the past couple of seasons, and every time it feels like they have it and they have it figured out, they it just falls through. We're, so. we're well past the trust the process era. 
the process was supposed to have already created a title by now. Mm-hmm. Just not seeing it. So it's unfortunate, and I agree with you. As a, if I was a Philly fan, I'd be pretty heartbroken. I, I can feel for them. I, I empathize for them, but as a Detroit fan, I, I don't really empathize for them no, as much. <laughs> but to get back on a serious note, the Summer League, we, we said it, it started this week. It started just this past Monday. Started off with the California Classic and the Salt Lake City, uh, both of those individual brackets. Just four teams, uh, and, excuse me, four teams in the Salt Lake City Summer League and five in the California Classic. I think it's kind of cool how they, you know, get them prepared for to actually get after each other, the entirety of the league, you know, in, in these individual summer league teams just overall you know your thoughts on the summer league how how you think it's going to pan out and you know the excitement levels of that yeah yeah we caught a couple of the games and it's kind of nice having these little classics it kind of feels like the beginning of college basketball season you got lots of young guys going at each other and and they all know each other's games because they've come up playing together Mm -hmm. and then you get the guys mixed in from you know european like leagues and and it's fun to watch it's fun to watch these young guys just kind of come into their own and get used to their new teams and Mm -hmm. it's going to be a good season i think so too it's always fun to watch the summer league i mean more and more fans have bought into it and it is it's an exciting time it's these young guys are trying to prove to their organizations that they were drafted for a reason and that they will give you solid production it's just young guys going at each other's necks and hoping to be that next guy for their team so i agree with you very much the summer league started monday goes all the way till july 17th the nba 2k24 summer league the official tournament the loss that being in las vegas will have 76 games in total four regular games apiece for each team quarterfinals starting july 15th championship game monday july 17th so be on the lookout for that folks but for our next segment coming up on the huge show we'll dive into more of the college aspect of basketball as well as the high school level i'm anthony clark joined by my good friend eli beagle filling in for huge today on the michigan sports network from saint joseph to midland this show is huge Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Happy 4th of July, everybody. The Tigers will celebrate this holiday by hosting the Oakland A's in the first of a three-game series. The Tigers found a nice little offensive rhythm in Colorado scoring 23 runs, collecting 30 hits, and belting 7 home runs in the three-game set. Of course, Coors Field will do that for an offense. We could see similar totals against the Athletics, though, who surrender the most home runs and the most walks in the majors. Tarek Skubal makes his season debut tonight. It's his first since August 1st of 2022. It's a welcoming sight to see Skubal back tonight, Eduardo Rodriguez tomorrow, and Riley Green and Akil Badu returning soon. You know, this post-All-Star break could look very promising. Bill Simonson here with a message from my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's the new managing shareholder for Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together as one of America's top accounting and business firms. And speaking of business, if you're a business owner, decision maker, Bean Garter has retirement planning services in combination with Dorn Mayhew that can help take a lot of work off of your plate. Third-party administrator for 401k and 403b plans. They plan, document, design, and have maintenance of all plans. 
They can help you today. Go to BeanGarter.com for more information. Annual employer reporting, Form 589-55 preparation and filing, and compliance testing. So let BeanGarter help you with your retirement planning services for your company. Stronger Together now with Dorn Mayhew. You can find out more at BeanGarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature signs, and Roots legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at rootschris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. I'm Anthony Clark Jr., joined by my good friend Elijah Beagle. All day we have discussed the Detroit Pistons to an extent. I mean, I don't think I've ever talked about Detroit that much in one sitting, and as well as even the NBA as a whole. But so now let's dive into some college ball and you know some of the NCAA top prospects and a comparison between the Michigan and Michigan State programs. All of that before we actually get into the MHSAA top recruits later on. But again, best pro prospects in college basketball next season. Overall, do you want to take the lead on this, Eli? Yeah, yeah, I can cover these guys. Um, As far as uh, University of Michigan and Michigan players that are coming in um, to the the NBA season potentially Mm -hmm. next year, there's really only one guy out of the two classes that I I really think could be a, a great great player right. uh, uh, Tyson Walker is one of the best scorers in the country mm. uh, potential lottery pick depending on how good his season is this mm. year um, along with that we have uh, Justin Edwards he's a six foot seven star uh, small forward for Kentucky he's a five star he's, he's probably a one and done I mean he can stretch the floor he's shoot or great with perimeter shooting mm-hmm. and uh, as well as uh, DJ Wagner his yes. fellow star at Kentucky just yes. a, a great point guard this think, guy is yeah. going to be He's going to be a great NBA player yeah, someday. Two it, solid signings for sure by Kentucky. If you're a Kentucky fan, you're feeling yeah, pretty good about this season. Yeah, It's been a while for them to have a great <laughs> one, so they need it. Absolutely. I agree with that. And even then, I found it kind of interesting, some top guys for at least the ESPN you know, 100 recruiting database, not even necessarily at the NCAA, but still some top prospects overall for the 2024 NBA draft. These being two G League Ignite players, or rather three of them, Ron Holland, uh, a guy out of Duncan, Duncanville, Texas, six feet 
six foot eight power forward, another five star, and then Matas Bazoulis, I believe, a six nine small forward, another five star out of Hinsdale, Illinois. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see that more players are signing to go towards that route. They'd rather get paid for their development as opposed to. You know, maybe taking two semesters at a school mm-hmm. and not really even paying attention in their classes and, you know, not getting paid for their likeness or popularity or any type of, you know, value that they bring to their programs. I think it, it, it is cool. I know more often than not, kind of the older generations, I don't mean to, you know, be an ageist out here or anything, but more often than not, if I'll be honest, in my conversations, it's usually the older folks who don't really agree with young guys getting paid, you know, at that time. But I think we're just in a new era of ball. It is what it is. I know that NCAA basketball is some of my favorite sports to ever watch. If it's not one, it's definitely two. There's no question. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's in contention with college football because Lord knows we love Saturdays in the fall, but it's, 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 you know, interesting to just see that. I just, I just had to quickly know that, but uh, overall, we, you know, we wanted to also talk about who we think could uh, potentially be, you know, the number one team cutting the nets, you know, come April next year. According to Sportsbet GM, at least five days ago, as far as the, you know, the, the projections, the odds of who's going to be the winner. Number one is Duke University at plus 1,200. They're, all, I mean, you know, somewhat tied with Kansas, but still ranked above them at plus 1,200. Purdue somehow still top three, even though they got bounced out in the first round last year. Mm-hmm. Michigan State University. I think this is kind of you know interesting, and I know we're going to talk about them here in a little bit. But they're they're top four right now in projections at plus sixteen. How, how do you feel about that one? Yeah, if, if you follow Big Ten basketball, it's not a surprising thing mm-hmm. to see Michigan State returning all these players. Uh, I, I like them at plus sixteen hundred to, mm-hmm. to take it all. Yeah, absolutely, they're, they're looking great as well as Kentucky at plus eighteen hundred. I think Kentucky is going to be really good this Again, season. Yeah, I two, think Calipari can really get this team together. Absolutely. And you know, if you're feeling risky, you can throw a little bit on Michigan uh, plus 8,000. <laughs> it, it's worth a sprinkle. Hey, you never know. Uh, we've seen crazier things happen, right? We've seen teams, it, low seeds, all of a sudden they're they're in the Sweet 16. Oh, wait, they're in the Elite 8. Oh, all of a sudden now they're, they, they're in the title contention. So you never know. Michigan might do it. But to actually focus in on these guys, Michigan versus Michigan State. On one side, you have more or less a total rebuild in a program, that being, of course, the University of Michigan, unfortunately. On the other hand, you already said it, a program that has, has their best players returning. They have, you know, they're, they're in the top five for favorites of national contenders. And overall, they have you know, a very successful coach, if we're going to be honest with ourselves. You know, Tom Izzo, he's, he's very well respected and will go down as one of the better coaches to ever grace, you know, the NCAA. But let's start with Michigan before we get to the Spartans. Overall, what are your thoughts on just the overall landscape of Michigan basketball? Yeah, um, to start off the season last year, we, we had a lot of hope, uh, and it ended up being one of the most disappointing seasons in Michigan history. Mm-hmm. Michigan was the first team to ever have two players picked in the lottery and missed the field of 68. I mean, that's just unacceptable. I can't believe it. And, and I can't blame it all on Juwan Howard. You know, uh, he's had a lot of one and dones in his first couple of years at Michigan. A lot of great players have come through the program the last couple of years. Yes. And, and, and we lost both Jet Howard and Kobe Bufkin, uh, local Grand Rapids guy, yep. to the NBA. Good for them. You know, Jet Howard is on his dad's former team, mm-hmm. uh, the Magic. Yep. And, and I love to see that for him. I mean, he was picked at 11 and he's a great Believe prolific scorer. It, it, it's very exciting for him. <laughs> And, uh, and and Kobe Bufkin goes to a more tough situation at the Hawks. I think that uh, it'll give him an opportunity to develop. He's got a great skill set, and he's a good young point guard. So I think he'll be great there. Uh, as well as losing Hunter Dickinson to Kansas, 
Um, this didn't come as a shock to me. Um, he, he doesn't really have much of a role in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, big centers like that, they just don't really have a great role right now. They have to be able to stretch the floor and if you're going to be a big center. Exactly. I mean, to. he is an athletic dude and he's developed a good shot, but right. I think at Kansas, it'll be fun to watch him. And I think uh, he got a bag for it. Oh, so absolutely. you got to do what you got to do. And I think that's why Kansas, you know, they're more or less tied with Duke right now as the, the contenders. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, along with that, uh, Michigan did make up some some good pickups. We didn't really get all the guys that we were going for, like Caleb Love and Papa Conte and Terry Shannon Jr. Mm-hmm. All of those guys decommitted due to admissions issues, which I think is something Michigan needs to address. It's Absolutely. been a problem the past couple seasons. But uh, uh, picking up George Washington the third out of Kentucky, he's a combo guard. I'm, obviously, his role is going to a five-star freshman, so he's coming in, and I think he'll fill a good spot at the two-point for Michigan. Um, we have Doug McDaniel returning. He's mm-hmm. going to be a sophomore this year, mm-hmm. and he really kind of came into his own with Jalen Llewellyn's injury, uh, who's also back. He'll get his sixth-year uh, option. Uh, he, he's a great player. He scored a lot for Georgetown back in the day, so yes. I think that Jalen Llewellyn can be really, really good for this Michigan team this year coming off the bench. Um, as well as Terrence Williams. I mean, I know a lot of Michigan fans are kind of tired of seeing him. <laughs> He's been on the team for six years. He hasn't really produced like he's supposed to. Right. But but he is a grinder on defense. Uh, he'll put up okay numbers every season. Right. And I think this is his opportunity to really kind of be like, hey, this is my last chance here. He's not going to make it to the league without Solidified it. himself. Yep, yep. I agree. And I, I appreciated that you did uh, lightly mention about, you know, Jawan Howard. Obviously, he's currently on the hot seat right now. I mean, you know, first Michigan team to miss the field of 68 in nine seasons. That's that's pretty tough. And, you know, if, if you want to crunch the numbers, you know, it could be individual whether or not. But they lost a lot of offensive production no mm-hmm. matter how you calculate it. I mean, they lost – Really, their their top scorers, more or less. Like they, you know, Hunter Dickinson, you know, uh, and obviously, you know, Jet, and obviously Kobe. They they need guys like that. But you talk about these new guys are bringing in. The hope is that they can give you that, you know, some type of that, you know, some level of that production. But either way, I think if you're a Michigan fan right now, if you're looking at their offense, it's kind of worrisome. I could be wrong, but that's me. Yeah, I, you're, you, we lost a lot of good offense, but we have good young guys. I think Will Shetter and Terrace Reed Jr. are two guys to look out for. Mm-hmm. Terrace started to get some minutes towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. and he is a great center. He's athletic, he's raw, he's young, mm-hmm. and he, he's got a good talent on the defensive end of the ball, as well as Will Shetter. He's a spot-up shooter. I mean, he struggled with his confidence last year. He shot under 25% from three. But if, if you look at him and his, and his, his numbers – you don't really get the whole picture. This is a kid that, once he comes into his own, could be one of the best shooters in the Big Ten. Absolutely. Michigan State, how do you feel about them? We we already talked about how they have a a lot of their best players returning. You know, Izzo is Izzo. Uh, They had a pretty solid run in last year's tourney. Uh, It was a heartbreaking, you know, loss in the Sweet 16 to, I believe, Kansas State, if I remember that correctly. Overall, your predictions on them and just, you know, potential professional prospects on their roster, you know, where are they going to land as far as this year's tournament? How are we feeling? Yeah, uh, Izzo's returning a great group of guys. I mean, this is going to be their best team since the 2020 season that got canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only lost Joey Hauser to the G League. He's at the Salt Lake City Stars. But they have the best backcourt in the country with Atkins, Tyson Walker, and Hoggard. I mean, they're going to be really, really good team. They're probably going to be the best team in the Big Ten. And, and having uh, Xavier Brooks coming in, He's going to be the X factor for the Spartans this season. He's a freshman. He is athletic. He's a 6'10 center. He's a five-star. Crazy. I mean, he's going to be scary to watch. They have three guys coming in from the top 100 with Cohen Carr yep. and Jeremy Fears. I mean, this is a team that's going to be really good this year. Having three of the top 30 ESPN 100 recruits, and you already have some of the best players. Again, one of the best backcourts in the NCAA 
I mean, that's promising signs, especially for a coach that's kind of nearing the end of you know mm-hmm. their, their potential career. You, obviously, as a Spartan fan, for Spartan fans, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to be a little nervous about that, but I, I think they can do it. So, r- rather quickly, do the Wolverines or Spartans have more to prove this season? I mean, the, the Wolverines have more to prove. Juwan Howard is on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are zero expectations for this team. So mm-hmm. if we can make a good run, get to the Sweet 16, that's that's the limit right there. That's what we're looking for. I agree. So to cap off today's show, we promised we'd talk about the MHSAA, and here we are. The best high school basketball recruits uh, just and nationally. You know, you, you got players like Dylan Harper, Arius Bailey, even Jesse McCullough. You know, all, all these guys, they're heading, heading, heading into their senior season a lot of potential with them, uh, a lot of a lot of hype surrounding them. But if we're going to focus more on some Michigan ballers, Duro Brooks out of Grand Rapids Catholic Central, an absolute icy point guard, six foot two, four star ranking, consensus top three player in the state. You know, ranked number one by the D Zone website. He's committed to Michigan, so that's a promising sign for Wolverines fans. But our guy Lane Risden from Zealand East, six foot nine, power forward slash center. He can rotate between those positions. Not necessarily committed to any university quite yet, but his junior year has shown promise for his final season with Zealand East. That being sixteen point three points a game. You know, almost eight rebounds, essentially three blocks. Shooting numbers are beautiful for a young a young player. 52% overall from the field, 36 from the arc, and 78 free throw. I mean, give him another season at the high school and send him to a solid program. Risden's going to be, you know, a, a guy to watch without a doubt. Yes, but uh, even then, we, we got some other players here. You know, you got Merritt Alderink uh, from opposing Zealand team from Zealand West, six foot seven power forward. Uh, his numbers were beautiful uh, for his junior year. Made M Live's 2023 dream team. You know, he's got quite a few offers from some, from some Michigan teams. Right now, Michigan basketball, when it comes to high school, a lot of promise. So I'm pretty excited to watch that this upcoming season, and yes, I know sir. you are too. But it's that time. I, I can't believe yep, we're, we're already here. Like It's it's the end of the show. Um, it's not to say that there aren't any other players to look out for with high ceilings, but again, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, what an absolute honor it was to do yeah, this. Great. I, thank I, you, I, I pre- No, thank you for doing this with me. I appreciate you huge. We both do very much. And thank you all for listening and obviously keeping us in business because we quite literally need you. But <laughs> if you like what you heard today, you can uh, definitely follow Eli and I's individual Twitter pages. Eli's being at E Beagle. That's at E Beagle, B-E-E-G-L-E. My own being at Anthony Clark Jr. underscore. That's again, Anthony Clark Jr. underscore. Be sure to follow us on Twitter if you like what you heard. But for my good friend Eli Beagle and our producer Superfly Hayes, I'm Anthony Clark Jr. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network. For my friends on the DraftKings Casino app, Uh, So if you like playing slots, roulette, blackjack, all the casino games, well, the perfect place to play those is on the DraftKings Casino app. And right now, if you're a new customer and you sign up using promo code HUGE, all you have to do is deposit $5 or more and get a match on that first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Just sign up using promo code HUGE and you could be winning money in no time. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE and get a match on that first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. 
Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference. And we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MerckBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank. Member FDIC Equal Opportunity Employer. Huge here with a reminder that on Thursday, July 20th, 3 until 6 p.m., I'll be broadcasting live on the patio at the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford. And on that Thursday, July 20th, all day long, you can stop out and buy five golf swings for five bucks with all the money going to the Folds of Honor mission. And if you beat my long drive, I could golf with you at North Kent and also pick up the tab for lunch. That's Thursday, July 20th at the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of True and Blue here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Each and every week we partner with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police and we talk about the great things men and women in law enforcement are doing across the state. And also we address the need for more officers. Over 4,000 openings statewide. And this gentleman here is always looking for great men and women willing to serve and protect. He's the police chief for the city of Lansing. Ellery Sosby uh, joins us here on True and Blue on the Huge Shell Cross, Michigan. Welcome in, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. All right. So your law enforcement career, where did it all begin and why did you get into law enforcement? Well, it started back in 1998, actually. Uh, wanted to get in law enforcement because I wanted something to do that was that changed every day. Um, kind of a selfish thing. I like helping people. It made me feel good and it made them feel good. So it was kind of uh, twofold and I uh, worked out for both sides of the coin. So I wanted to get into something I would I'd enjoy and make a career out of and law enforcement is what it was. Yeah. And in the capital city Lansing area, uh, Ellery has been a part of law enforcement, Gratiot County Sheriff's Office, like he said, beginning in 98, then Meridian Township Police, Lansing Police Department, Officer, Sergeant, Lieutenant, then a captain and worked his way up to chief of police. 
back in June of 2021. Uh, when you look at your connection uh, to the community and the city of Lansing and your officers and what you're doing, and, and on a day-to-day basis, you're fighting crime and making our streets safe, especially there in Lansing. What's your biggest challenge? Well, the biggest challenge right now is actually getting qualified uh, folks that want to be in law enforcement. Um, you know, after the last couple of years, we've gone through a, a phase in our, in our, in our careers where, you know, the pendulum's kind of swung in to the, to the opposite side of, of support for law enforcement. And it's, and it's, it's hard time to be a police officer right now. Uh, however, that, that pendulum is swinging back in our favor as far as support goes. So the biggest challenge we, we face right now is actually just getting people, uh, that want to be, you know, put on that badge and, and, and wear that uniform to go out there and protect and help help people out. Lansing Police Chief Ellery Sosby joining us here on the Huge Show across uh, Michigan. Our True and Blue segment presented each and every week at this time by the Michigan Association of Chiefs and Police. I agree with you that the pendulum is swinging back, and I think there's a, a better vibe uh, with law enforcement, with communities, because we all understand the need uh, we have in law enforcement because, you know, whether it was the tragic situation at Michigan State or any call you get, uh, your men and women are going in while others uh, are going the other way. Yeah, I mean, there's and, and that's, that's a big part of why we do what we do. I mean, we, we that's that's what we're, why we're here and why we do what we do and why we train, because we want to be there to help in those times of crisis. Um, and, you know, there is nothing that makes me more proud to be an officer and the chief in Lansing than to see the response that the officers, not only my officers, the officers all around the state, um, their response to that tragic incident over at MSU was a very, very proud moment for law enforcement in general. Ellery, uh, when you're addressing your entire department, when you're talking uh, to your lieutenants and your captains and your sergeants, or you're talking to the man or woman who's on patrol there in the city of Lansing. Uh, what makes you proud of the city of Lansing and Lansing police? Proudest moments that I have are when, you know, we it's a, it's a thankless job. We always say that, but, but I hear a lot of the good and the positives uh, that, that come from the work, the hard work that the officers do. I, I have that benefit of getting that kind of like a father gets the benefit of, of hearing good things about the, about his children. Um, but it's, it's just a, it's heartwarming for me because, you know, there's a, we're always going to have those that are going to not support us and, and, and have issues with us and, and complain about everything. Uh, but the, the big thing that makes me proud is that these officers, these men and women come to work every day to a thankless job in most cases put that uniform on, risk their lives in, 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 on some days, and, and don't don't say a word about it. And they do that because they want to serve. They want to be there to help people no matter what. And that takes that takes a lot. It takes a big person to do that. It takes a selfless person, and that makes me proud, just knowing that I have an entire uh, organization full of those people every day. Ellery Sosby is the Lansing Police Chief joining us on another True and Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. If somebody's interested in coming to Lansing, whether they live there and they're listening on our Philly the Game 730 AM or any of our other 18 stations stationwide or statewide, our stations, and people can find the list at thehugeshow.net, uh, how do they get in touch uh, with the Lansing Police Department about uh, making that move to becoming 
a law enforcement officer in Lansing? They can go to our website and click on the direct link for hiring. We are hiring now. We are um, doing interviews right now for police recruit and lateral transfers from any other departments uh, or any retirees in in the state that want to come to Lansing and and be the capital city's finest along with us. Um, And if not, you can call me direct. There you go. And and the easiest way I tell everybody, because we're doing radio, and like I said, uh, we're all across Michigan uh, just Google, Google Lansing Police Department, Police Chief Ellery Sosby. You'll have the contact information there, and you could begin that journey to serving and protecting the people of Lansing. Ellery, uh, keep up the great work, and thank you for your commitment, your officer's commitment uh, to the people of Lansing. Thank you very much, and I appreciate your support. Yeah, back at you, buddy. Ellery Sosby, Lansing Police Chief, joining us on True and Blue, which is presented every week by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And not only in Lansing, but across this state, I mentioned over 4,000 openings and a need for law enforcement officers. If you're interested, man or woman, at any age, I assume over 21, uh, you can begin that journey. Just stop by your local police department, Google your uh, local county, uh, Michigan State Police, whatever it is. Uh, you can begin that journey. Easiest way, just Google or stop into your local police department. And thanks again to all the police chiefs and everybody connected to the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police for partnering with the Hube Show on our True and Blue segment. And I also want to give love to Johnny Brayen Sr. and his mission with Voice for the Badge. He began that journey and put together that operation so that the men and women of law enforcement in Michigan have a voice. Follow Voice for the Badge on Facebook and on Twitter. Big. Bad. Huge.